to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Anything? Car's clean. Weird. I think Bell just misplaced that box. Who knows? I hope we can't arrest him for speculation. Looks like you guys are off the hook. It would be nice if at least one of the Charmings lived up to their family name. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne Marie D. Simone. And this is Sheriff Chiselchin. <laughs> we also talk about ABC's hit series. ABC's. ABC's. ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne Marie? I'm doing good. How are you doing? High Chiselchin? energy. High energy. Oh, have a lot of coffee in me. No more it's coffee good. for you. No more oh, coffee for all, you. All, all the, all the all more coffee. All of the coffees and all every, of the lands. Every more what coffee for me. Why did I put on the wig? <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't not know. working. Oh, here, it's I guess. Shiny. Which, which, by the way, if you guys don't know, uh, we broadcast every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. EST at youtube.universebox.com. And Anne-Marie is wearing a wig. I'm showing hideous. it on the Anne-Marie cam. Oh, well, that's almost cute. But it's bangs a, doesn't really work. It looks me. a lot better on me, to be honest. Oh, Whoa. hold on one second. Oh, please. One second. Just Sorry about that. Uh, live streamers. <laughs> uh, the podcast people didn't hear that. But why don't we go ahead and get started talking about this week's episode of Once Upon a Time. Snow and Prince Charming hide things from Emma. The fact that they've hidden is their biggest dilemma. The queens of darkness take them to a tree where they can ask questions upon bended knee. The tree sure ain't talking. Pinocchio's quiet. Does one talking tree cause others to try it? The ashes marinated, Maleficent's risen. It's our second week back. Let's watch Once is Unforgiven. 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 You are unforgiven. You are unforgiven, sir. Well, that makes me sad. I'm sorry, sir of Chiselchin. <laughs> so I, well... I I'll ask you what you thought about it in just a second, but we actually uh, like last week uh, we got a uh, one of you guys sent in. I believe Tim last week sent in their own uh, rhyming yes. episode summary, and uh, Cliva did it this week too. Uh, did you want to read? This I can one read. Too? It. Oh, yeah. I haven't pre-read it, so if I butcher it, sorry. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. Okay. Henry knows Pinocchio can add a new page. But what is up with Regina's questionable rage? The Spice Girls of Evil are up to no good. And how did Dave quickly to discover the missing box of wood? The Dark Dragon rises from the ashes and Emma really needs to update that computer system before it crashes. <laughs> the Charming's lie grows more and more. Are we really dealing with another magical door? Another. I thought this episode was all right. Just wish Ruby would get more of the spotlight. 78 failed drink orders out of 100. Very good. Very good. And yeah... Uh, Ruby, Ruby, she, she will be missed. She will be missed. So, Ruby. what did you think of Unforgiven overall, Anne Marie? Good times. Good times. Mm -hmm. It's it's feeling more and more like classic ones. Oh yeah, definitely. It's we're done with our cheesy <laughs> Disney poppy mm -hmm. stuff. And this will be the last uh, joke like this we make on no, the podcast. They finally let it go. Let it the go. Sorry, guys. We're really good at singing. It's yeah. fine. It's so good at singing. We shouldn't apologize for doing something we're good at, Amory. God, Lisa. We've got <laughs> Ashley. There's so many people in the party. Yay. Yay party. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it too. And uh, yeah, just like you said, it felt very much, 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 much. much? <laughs> it felt very it's a much. Snack. 
like old school ones. So I, I guess we'll go ahead and get started talking Let's get about into it. it. Okay, so uh, probably the biggest revelation in this week's episode is a little, little bit of a characterization, a little bit of backstory on good old uh, Maleficent there. Maleficent. And uh, we find out that Maleficent has has a kid in her past. Ah, goodbye, baby. And that, uh, on the treetop. Don't be creepy. I can be creepy. Don't <laughs> yeah. challenge me. You can probably be a little creepy. Don't challenge that, sure. me. No, but and this is definitely a revelation in the once first that uh, Maleficent has any loved ones, really. Yeah. Uh, but really, I, I think in, in, unless you're an insane person, you, you're probably with us. Uh, and agree that this uh, daughter or, or kid of Maleficent mm-hmm. is probably Lily, who we met last half season yes. as Emma's uh, teenage friend, where they Totes. broke into the house and everything like Even that. Even though she owned the house, in fa- her family did. In fact, when they made the revelation about mm-hmm. uh, Maleficent's kid mm-hmm. in this episode, it really got me thinking back to a, a letter we got from Fee uh, about five days ago. Yeah, about five days ago, right after uh, we finished up our podcast last week. Did you want to read that? Real I can quick? read that. Okay. And and Fee had uh, kind of outlined why she thought uh, uh, Lily or Lilith might be Maleficent's daughter. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty spot on. So we'll okay. go ahead and feature it now. With the release of the new episode title, Mother, people began speculating that maybe Lily could be Maleficent's daughter. I wasn't satisfied with the theories people were suggesting, so I blurted out, maybe Lily is the unicorn thrust out into the world when the curse was cast away from her mother. Mm. I think I was – I'm only half joking. God help me. What began as a joke quickly became a mound of evidence, and though it sounds sort of ridiculous, I'm going on the record to say that they do do it. I can say I called it. Okay. The evidence. (laughs) Uh, You called it, Fee. You called it. Exhibit A. The star scar on Lily's wrist could have been from from when she lost her horn. Yes, it should Mm. probably be on her forehead, but that might be a bit too obvious for them to do. Exhibit B. Maleficent is a human who can turn into a mythical creature, so it's kind of poetic for her child to be a mythical creature who turns into a human. Exhibit C. Regina cast the curse to ruin people's happiness. Regina didn't like Maleficent. Regina saw that the unicorn was making was Maleficent's uh, BFF, her only family, and the source of her happiness. So Regina programming the curse to separate Maleficent from her unicorn permanently is the thing I could see her doing, and the unicorn being tossed out into our world would accomplish that. Exhibit D. One of the classic images of mythology is the lovely young maiden being drawn to the unicorn and then chilling in the grass. Um, there's a link. I don't know if you want I probably not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Emma was drawn to Lily and chilled with her on the grass. Screen cap. Uh, exhibit E. Uh, my friend Joe pointed out that J.K. Rowling wrote about unicorns and fantastic beasts and where to find them. Um, it generally avoids human contact, is more likely to allow a witch to approach than a wizard, and is so fleet of foot that it's difficult to capture. I think this is relevant because Lily was on the run. Emma could be considered a witch, and Lily was even given a shout-out to Harry Potter in that episode. True that. Very much. Um, exhibit F. Lily wore her dark hair tied back in a ponytail. Maleficent's unicorn had a dark-haired tail. Exhibit G. Maleficent's unicorn wore a black collar studded with silver bits. Lily wore a cuff that looked like a black leather strap studded with silver bits that had been wrapped around her wrist a few times. The collar would have been long enough to wrap around your wrist a few times. I really like this idea. This is really good. Um, so what started as a joke has become an actual theory backed <laughs> with backed up by evidence. My friends mm-hmm. and I have dubbed her Lilycorn and <laughs> speculating about her is the most fun we've had with the show in ages. Beep! 
I yes. love that she adds the extra E's just for us. Uh, thank you very much, Fee. Uh, and also, I would just like to point out, people in the chat room uh, are speculating that I, I'm the father of Lily. Totally not the case. Stop that, people. <laughs> Absolutely not the case. I, I promise. I promise. <laughs> no, but, but a good question, though. Who is the father, do you think? Like, do you think it could be Rumpel? Do you and think so, it's the author? Who? Could be. I mean, the author, I, I, I mean, Blue did say that the author was very powerful. Mm-hmm. But then again, Blue also kind of hinted that the author could be a woman. So Meh. that probably precludes uh, fatherdom unless there's some sort of weird biological thing going on in Mist Haven that we, I, uh, that hasn't been revealed yet. But I mean, there's all sorts there's of revelations sorts of to be had. Yeah, I, we're, we're thinking it's a unicorn now, people. So I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think if nothing else, uh, the, the whenever they do do the uh, Lily reveal, it'll be a really good uh, chance for the Queens of Darkness to get another wedge between Emma and her loved ones, uh, which they were doing a lot. Uh, was kind of building up in this episode with the whole Ursula and Hook thing. Mm-hmm. And the Charmings and, you know, all of them <laughs> yep. a secret. But, but they weren't really doing any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's the true. The loved ones were the ones doing it. Yeah, yeah. It, Just it, saying. No, I, I definitely agree. It was it was mostly their mistakes, mm-hmm. like, in, in their bad judgment yeah, calls. Yeah, one of my big notes mm-hmm. was, stop lying, and apply <laughs> to everyone. Um. <laughs> if only these guys would just sit down in a room for 10 minutes and talk to each other. Uh, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, sin, I, I'm assuming that since Maleficent, because uh, you know, some people have said the wording was a little unclear. She lost the baby. Did Snow kill the baby? Did uh, was there a miscarriage or something? But I, I'm pretty sure since there was a rattle, a baby, baby's rattle, that uh, the baby finally was probably there at some point. But you have things before a baby's born in most cultures. But would it be that precious to Maleficent yes. if she had lost? Yes. If, if like she had had a miscarriage like minutes before the curse hit or something? Because I mean. Regardless, of, well, I'm gonna. I'm just saying, you know, based on the timing we saw here, like it's gonna be like a, just like a couple weeks between the flashback we got in this week's episode and the curse being cast. So no. I mean, no, no, wasn't it just a couple weeks? Like where Regina was going around in and- this episode, she just found out that she was pregnant. In the curse episode, she was giving birth. That would be nine months or so. Oh, I guess you're right. That yeah. would be eight that to would... nine months, depending on how far along. Fair enough. And she didn't Fair even enough. know she was pregnant, so it's yeah. closer. It's like eight and a half months. Okay, so there's more. There's a bit more uh, <laughs> timelines. You're always talking about timelines. I'm just trying. This to is an easy timeline, though. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, Let's go. Okay, sort of going along with your whole. Let them all just sit in a room for ten minutes and talk it out. Mm-hmm. I feel like Regina and almost everyone else at this point would be so much happier if they just tried to live a happy life instead of worrying about finding mm-hmm. the stinking rotten author to write them a happy life. Trying to find just, a, a literal life hack. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, just live your story. Mm-hmm. The author is – you You saw the empty books. Like, yeah. you're writing your own story. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know, just going a little crazy with it. Well, but, you, you know, back uh, last, last half season when they found the, the page of the book in the library and stuff like that. Yeah. that I thought that's where they were going thematically that it, regardless of whether there's an author or not it doesn't matter you just need to live your life and yes. obviously that's not happening well that's here. not where they're well that's not where they're going mm-hmm. yet but I can yeah. see that being like the end product is you just have to write your mm-hmm. own life by living it well then again you know they, they, kind of, they did hit that point kind of hard but at the same time when the whole thing happened with Robin uh, or Marion getting hit with the ice crystal in her heart after mm-hmm. accepting their relationship yeah. and all that kind of stuff like like maybe they're thematically saying, okay, that's how it works in the real world. In our story world, no, someone is seriously messing with Regina and all of the other villains and just like to their own end, you know. I don't know. And I also um, did not enjoy 
enjoy her yelling at the small ginger child at all. <laughs> Don't yell at the gingers. Pinocho. Um, Pinocho. Pinocho. Um, yeah, I'll have to show them my Pinocho, Pinocho. video sometime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> things could be better than yelling at a small ginger child. Um, I feel like Regina's character is getting weaker and weaker and more boring. Like that scene where she yells at Pinocchio mm-hmm. was so dull. Even though, like, she was, she was, like, spastically switching between nice person and mean old evil Regina. Mm-hmm. So that bothered me. Um, and they need to really, really stop giving her the awful, cheesy lines about fish sticks and the dog catcher <laughs> and stupidness. Oh, come on. Regina's, no. like, no. 90% of her lines historically have been snark. Like, she, I know, but they're, before <sighs> Cruella got there, she was the snark master. I think Cruella is kind of edging her out as the snark master supreme. It's the eyebrows that do it, dear. <laughs> um, I I don't know. But, uh, you, you know, uh, going along those lines uh, in, you know, really dealing with Regina's history and where her, her characters come from and everything, I think uh, Snow's last ditch effort here uh, is, you know, just the last couple minutes of the episode was a little off oh. base. First of all, confiding in Regina about a secret and asking her not to tell Emma, who we've seen that. Regina probably has a much closer relationship to than uh what you call it uh, than Regina has to Snow, especially considering the secret of their past. So th- that's probably a, m- a mistake. Uh, now, uh, enlisting Regina as a double agent, pre- a pretty smart plan. Like I, I think that's a pretty neat idea. Ha- sending her in as uh, the Queen of Darkness uh, or n- another Queen of Darkness. Don't mind me. I'm rearranging my point. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> But, you know, it could it, it could also definitely backfire. Uh, now, in, in both episodes so far in this half season, we've seen the evil queen uh, sh- kind of shine through in Regina's actions. Like, first of all, uh, last week's episode, after she cast the curse with Rumpel's knife and her hand was like kind of shaking, shaking like this. Yeah. I, you know, a little bit of the evil queen seeping through. And then again, mm-hmm. with with the scene with Pinocchio, Pinocchio, uh, Pinocchio and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of see that evil queen part of her coming back out a little bit. Now, asking Snow asking her to play that role, I'm a little bit afraid that Regina's going to get some character bleed out of this. That, mm-hmm. you know, that. Well, they also hinted at that. Yeah. They hinted that there's going to be some character bleed. Yeah, that, that you could see, see it kind of uh, seeping out of her. It's too easy to bit. switch back. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I mean, I'm not saying that she's not trying to be a better, better person. Mm-hmm. I mean, she goes back in this episode and apologizes to Geppetto and gets what she wanted out of it, too, which mm-hmm. was nice. But, I, you know, it, it's probably getting frustrating for her making all of this effort to be a good person and bad things still keep happening to her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I really I, I think she's she's like right on that ra- razor's edge, like one more bad thing happening to her. Like, I don't know, Henry being killed or. Oh, well, don't do that. Well, I'm just show. thinking about bad things that he can happen to her. He just needs to go to college yeah <laughs> uh, but you know something one more bad thing happening to her i could see her completely like going off the deep end and going back into full evil queen mode which would be interesting especially since snow's the one who sent her into that situation also was it just me or did she just straight up tell henry i'm less happy with uh, just you with just you than i was with robin and everyone else too like yeah it, after she had you know spent all those years raising him and everything i thought that was kind of cold or kind of a cold way to put it um it was but he also could mm-hmm. see the difference in her because she needs somebody for her like yeah. you need a, a, an adult relationship mm-hmm. not just a mother-child relationship she needs a romantic relationship yeah and i guess henry's getting older now too so he, he probably gets it a little bit understands it a little yeah, bit yeah and well he sees emma with mm-hmm. hook and saw Emma with his dad and all mm. that like she's had those 
romantic relationships and regina hasn't yeah but you know let's get back to snow for a minute because snow kind of frustrated me a little bit okay Uh, okay well first of all and i mean this is really the pinnacle of the entire episode okay so we go through this whole episode snow and charming learn that they got into such trouble and maleficent came back because they were keeping secrets then we have this whole because they're villains and we are heroes speech to emma from Mm -hmm. snow in the in the jailhouse there hey cut the bull snow i (laughs) you should have just fessed up then and there Mm-hmm. And but as it was, as it stands, you just completely unlearn the lesson you spent the entire episode learning. It's kind of frustrating, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also uh, super frustrating because right around then they go to the flashback with Maleficent uh, and Snow in the bedroom back in Fairy Tale mm-hmm. Land, and Snow realizes that you know a battle won the wrong way isn't really won at all, and right. that you know you're just kicking that ball down the court a little bit and probably compromising yourself in the process. And then we see modern day snow completely reverse all those lessons so i'm thinking something pretty serious must have gone down between the flashbacks we get this episode and the curse being cast for uh snow to kind of do a complete about face uh Mm -hmm. with this and you know hide things so much when she was just kind of chiding maleficent for being the type of person to run schemes behind people's backs and everything um i also like some issues with snow like this i really 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 like the regina and snow midnight rain talk Mm -hmm. like i really liked it um like i had just said that regina's character felt a lot weaker in this episode i think this was the strongest scene of the episode for her Uh um and she barely had to say anything uh, I was all in her expressions. She was really – it felt like a mother-daughter relationship and they both need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of both needed to make that connection. It's nice to see them finally working past everything. Yeah, and we got we got a little scene between them that was kind of that way too back uh, in last half season if I remember correctly. I think it was – I'm sorry. I blocked out last half season. <laughs> I, my, my heart is frozen. You let it go? I, I'm trying to let it go. That's fair enough. Do you want a Biddle Snowman? Always. Cool. Except that it was 70 degrees today. Uh, oh, snow. by the way, uh, Lady J in the chat room says that snow's been frustrating uh, to her since season two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's about where it went t- downhill. Excellent. Um, but it's snow actually seemed really small and scared in mm-hmm. that scene and very vulnerable, which we don't get much of that. I don't know. Ever really. Yeah. We don't see her as being that person. And mm-hmm. especially when she's asking Regina to keep a secret and she's going, I know I couldn't keep your secret, but can you please help keep mine? Which I thought was a little weird. Yeah. It was like, there was a lot of dramatic irony there. Like, there was a lot, but she, but it wasn't lost. Hey, on you, them. you know, that secret I told of yours that got your, your boyfriend killed. Hey, keep my secret now. <laughs> don't worry. It's cool. It's cool. cool. You, can, you can tell Emma. It's fine. Um, but I loved her big long monologue that had all the different everybody's. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that really stuck with me, if you betray people that you love, there's no going back, which is why she's doing all of the lying. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a sort of betrayal, but it probably be – we don't know what she did yet. Mm-hmm. That must be a worse betrayal of uh-huh. Emma. So that's why she has to keep that up because there's no going back. And um, the stronger the bonds, the harder they are to put back together. So like mm-hmm. – you know, and that was shown with Rumple and Bell. Um, that was the most betrayal that there could have been. Yeah, and I, I kind of thought that line, uh, you, "You can never come back" or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of thought, you know, if Regina does end up turning. Like that could be like a really kind of That's foreshadowy it. line for her too, right. for sure. Right. So there you have it. No, I really, really enjoyed uh, that whole ending though. It was just kind of like, boom, like, <laughs> although I, I am kind of interested to see how, how, what the big revelation is going to be. I would uh, just like to say that the author is in the chat and they say that secrets are bad. 
Oh, really? <laughs> hello, hello, author. Hello, nice author. to meet you. Nice. To, can you write us into the story, please? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's see here. We're going to get back to our main discussion. In oh, what's up? Why isn't Emma's superpower working? Emma's superpower isn't really a superpower. I don't just, think it is. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of halfway okay, halfway average intuition. <laughs> like that's Emma's superpower because it never works. It and, like, never works. Everybody it works in, the, in season one. Like she's told seven lies in this episode, and she doesn't guess one of them. She has like a slight suspicion about one of them <laughs> but uh okay well uh we'll get back to the main discussion in just a minute uh first of all uh normally we do an audible ad we do in, in but the show. you know what we don't we do don't that have to do that anymore because of you guys because, because of you yeah well if you guys weren't aware we set up a patreon at patreon.com slash universe box to support all of our podcast a couple weeks ago and we've already hit two of our milestone goals. that's awesome thank you yeah it's it, it's basically you know it's like thank a kickstarter you. or something except instead of you know financing us for a year's worth of greetings from storybrook and all of oh, our other podcasts you just uh, put in a monthly contribution it can be as little as it's 10 10 cents and for that 10 cents you get you get a lot actually you get a zip file download which i still need to finish putting together of yes. every podcast we've ever recorded and all of my dog boy books which is something like a 12 or 13 dollar value and uh, then there are more rewards as you go up you can uh we'll record any song uh you want us to sing and send you the mp3 and we'll sing it badly don't worry always and uh, for, for ten dollars a month i'll send you a, a horrible sketch of anything you want uh for 25 bucks a month we'll send you personal letters mm-hmm. And we're working on some uh, new milestones too. We've already we've adjusted a couple. We've hit mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, tweaked it here a little bit. First of all, we already have. Uh, we're going to do a monthly hangout with our patrons. We still need to get. We'll get that scheduled this week. Yes. And of course, no more ads on the podcast. And our next big milestone we want to try and hit. Right, well, right now we're at one hundred and twelve dollars per month with twelve supporters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, our next goal is uh, two hundred dollars per month. And at two hundred dollars per month, we're going to start releasing bi monthly. Movie commentaries. You know how we do, we've done those uh, commentaries for Once Upon a Time episodes where mm-hmm. we drink a lot and we get yes. very, very silly? Yes, it's very loosey-goosey, as you would yeah. say. Uh, twice a month and patron only. Patron Patrons exclusive. Only. A, uh, for six months and then we'll spin it out as its own podcast yep. and everything. But you guys get these movie commentaries exclusively made for you and you get them for six months uh, if we can uh, hit this goal of $200 per month. So hopefully we can. Hopefully, hopefully we, can. we can get to that next milestone. So yeah. we're, we're what, $88 away from that? Yeah, $88. With averages and everything, if we got like Six or seven more people to give the average amount that people have given so far. We'd hit we'd hit that you know in a night. I like it. So that'd be fun. If you if you want to uh, you know share support with your us friends, making a great podcast yes. uh, like uh, the one we'll be talking about in a minute, as well as greetings from Storybrook and our Gotham podcast, oh, Legends yeah. of Gotham. You can go to patreon.com slash universe box to support us, and we really, really, super duper appreciate it. We appreciate you, all of okay. you out there in viewer land. Speaking of uh, one one of our. Uh, regular listeners uh, from the past couple of years, she hasn't been able to keep up on her her viewing as much this year. So she's been sending us voicemails. Uh, like, is there something funny in there? Okay, they're talking about Emma's superpower not working. Um, and Jay says, um, "Yeah, but Emma's supposed to catch people on their burp, but she hasn't been doing that because she's too busy downloading stuff on Windows ninety eight. <laughs> oh, XP, XP. Yeah, it was XP. <laughs> it was the Fisher Fisher Price of Windows." <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just found it funny. But yeah, Don O'War hasn't been able to keep up with the shows like uh, Once Upon a Time or Gotham as much as she'd like to. But she always sends us uh, feedback about a week late. So uh, she went ahead and sent us uh, this one. I think her, she, her call got cut off, but we'll go, go ahead and play it right now. Hi, Bill and Emery. This is Don O'War. I'm calling in with my uh, d- 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 day late, dollar short, 
commentary for Once Upon a Time because I just listened to I just watched the episode and I listened to your podcast. And by the time you get you can use this, it'll be too late. Yes. So um, I just saw the first episode of the season. Looks like they're going somewhere. I feel like whoa, this is going to be a story that I want to know. Like they're going to tell me a story that I want to know. And I'm really excited um, for Pam from. True Blood, because she's Maleficent. Mm-hmm. I guess, was she always? I, I didn't, I only just watched True Blood. She but, was. Um, I love Pam, so uh, I'm really excited to see them, her, her uh, be Maleficent at me. That'd be awesome. I love- and, that's and that's where, where she got <laughs> cut off. But no, Don, honestly, if, if you want that to be your gig, uh, the week late, uh, do- what was it, week late, dollar short, something like that, reviews of one supposed to be day late, dollar short, but we'll take a week late. <laughs> something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Don, for that. And uh, we also really quick just wanted to point out to you guys before we get back into the main discussion uh-huh. on our new show, uh, Universe Box, yes, at, which you awesome. can find at universebox.com. We did an entire episode, episode six yep. on the Disney Renaissance. So this is... Uh, the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Mulan, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and it's like it's a jam-packed episode. It's a long uh, episode. Not, not only did we go through and tell our own stories about the Renaissance, we and that. We analyzed, analyzed uh, <laughs> The Little Mermaid versus the original Hans Christian Andersen story. Yes. And we also had David Crow on for a really in-depth history. Yes. Of, we learned uh, everything you could ever want to know about the Renaissance. Of the Disney Renaissance. But a really fun episode. And if you want to go ahead and pick that up, we thought uh, once in, uh, listeners might like it. And it'll probably end up coming out on this feed as, feed as a special at some at point, some point yeah. anyway. But if you want to go ahead and pick it up, it's universebox.com slash show. And uh, then just uh, episode six, The Disney Renaissance. Excellent. Okay, well, I guess we'll uh, get back to our main discussion then. Yes, as we were. Okay. Okay, so the Tree of Wisdom. The the, Tree of Wisdom. I, I, I don't think this has ever been mentioned on the show before, has it? No. But I, I really like this kind of concept of kind of, kind of the, this tree that would give answers to people who were worthy. Uh, first of all, I, it's uh, trees are, you know, in many stories, they symbolize uh, or they represent – you know, deep primal, mm-hmm. like before man knowledge and a source to that knowledge. I, and I mean, there are a lot of movies that do stuff like this, like, uh, oh, what was that one that um, uh, Aronofsky came out? I forget. <laughs> but, you know, a ton of movies do this. And I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of like biblical uh, background uh-huh. for, for this sort of motif, trees. too. Yeah, the trees thing, you know, like the the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil uh, from the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. uh, is the one okay. that pops most into my head. And I also thought it was fun because there's in, in the movie slash musical oh. Into the Woods, there's a tree yes. like this that has, uh, I believe, was it Cinder? No, Rapunzel's no. mother. Yes. Rapunzel's mother? Yeah, Maybe. I, somebody's in a tree. Yeah. It's, no, Cinderella's mother was in the tree and she came and asked it questions yes. and stuff like that. Yes. And right when they were putting their hands down on, on the uh, on the handprints on the on the tree stump, yeah, the ask the ask the tree. You heard those notes in the score in the background, which I thought was really neat too. But no, I thought it was a really fun uh, motif, and you know, it, it's uh, they, they're taking a lot of time to kind of like just wedge in a lot of stories into what we already know of the timeline precursor. And so it, it's always fun for them to find a way to introduce you know kind of newish characters or new concepts mm-hmm. too. I mean, that's how we got Ursula, wasn't yeah. it? Because they, they I, I believe that story was like very like tightly wedged in between two other stories they had already told mm-hmm. and then we got Ursula out of the deal so yeah. you know so I, I, I always like seeing those new concepts it's interesting um yeah okay I had one thing with the tree though how 
how did the crazy people or the Spice Girls of Evil, whatever we'd like to call them today. <laughs> Queens of Darkness. The Queens of Darkness. I like Spice Girls of Evil better. Um, how did they know? Queens of Darkness. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it in once. <laughs> um, uh, I'm assuming they probably got this from Rumple, knowing that it had to be two completely good people mm-hmm. to get the information. Like, where do these people find all of this stuff? Like, how big is Miss Haven? <laughs> well, you know, they're, they've been kicking around for a while. At least I'm assuming Maleficent has to get the kind of power they have. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, those were some pretty dug-in gold mm-hmm. handprints. Like, how many people have tried this? <laughs> oh, you know, although it does, uh, there is still a gap in our knowledge here, and. We, we don't know how Maleficent got the spell back from Rumpel for Regina to get it from her. Yes. We're, so we're still Coming unclear soon. on that. So we don't know. May, maybe Rumpel did send them over over the Charming's way. Perhaps. I mean, it sounds like something he would do. It sure. sounds like something he would do. <laughs> okay. So what my real point is, Cruella and Ursula are boring backup singers at the end. Okay. No. Give um, that to me again. <laughs> Cruella and Ursula are the boring backup singers for Maleficent. And yeah. they know it. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with it. They're not really evil. Yeah. They're boring. <laughs> they're boring. They're snarky. They have their mm-hmm. moments. They have their sass. They have their glitter. They're like the Statler and Waldorf of the Queens of Darkness. I, I don't even know what that reference is. Uh, from the Muppets? The old guys? <laughs> they're the old guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. They, yes. That's exactly it. Well, but I mean, even when Maleficent mm-hmm. comes back to like, I forgot how much I missed her. And they're just like, you know, like things aren't going to be boring anymore. Well, I, I, I definitely <laughs> got the feeling that this week's episode was – Maleficent focused, and as we go on, we'll probably get an Ursula focused one, a Cruella one, and back and forth well, we several times. To. So I think they were just kind of even in the writing, uh, making everyone take a step back to acknowledge Maleficent was back in the habit. But they don't even know what to do without Maleficent or Rumple telling them. Mm-hmm. They have not done anything other than try to order a drink. You know what I thought was really weird? Huh. That they needed Rumple to tell them last week about Emma's potential for darkness when Maleficent. <gasps> completely reveals the whole thing to them they're like hey this these people's kid yeah she'll probably be she could be evil yeah she could definitely be evil and And then there she is and they had no idea yeah and then rumple had to tell her again i don't know maybe they didn't know it was charming and snow's kid but that doesn't seem that i feel like that should have been revealed on their hours and hours of the commute yeah to maine or new york or i mean even once they crossed the town line and started talking to people it seems like it would have come up That might have, might have, might have come up. I don't know. So, Mm -hmm. blah. Corolla and Ursula, I really, you know, I'm entertained by the sass and the snark, Mm -hmm. but I don't need them. You don't need the pips. I don't need, I don't, I don't need the pips. I don't need the bored tentacles. (laughs) Awkward. Where did they, they sell the meat, Shell and Harris? Sorry, I started, started (laughs) singing uh, songs from Little Shop of Horrors. My bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's not do that. Okay. So what's up, what's up with Emma sweating all this old uh, pirate drama? All this old I, I was gonna say baby mama drama, but that's not right. To the best of our knowledge. Uh, that's elsewhere in the episode, the baby mama drama. <laughs> uh, but since really since when does Emma really care about Hook's background? I mean, he was a pirate. There's a lot of nasty stuff but back I, there, most likely. And you probably want to leave the past in the past when it comes you, to pirating. You do probably want to leave the past in the past, but lots it, of killing and pillaging and mm, other things. Bad things. Yeah. <laughs> um bad things and pillaging. Um she's it straight up says she doesn't care what what he did she cares that he's lying about it mm-hmm. like he could just be like that's something i don't want to talk about it yeah. was a dark thing i've moved on i was a different person he basically says i don't remember okay you do remember or yeah. you would like you're evading 
See, I, I, th- I think, I think uh, by the once she stepped back from it and reflected on it, she realized that's what was upsetting her. But I think initially it was, it was just the Ursula connection. Because I mean, even I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but even when they pulled them over and were checking them out and stuff, uh, she, she was like, uh, I, so I guess you guys are off the hook. And then she like looks at Ursula to gauge her reaction. Oh, I didn't. Even- <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, huh? I guess you guys are off the hook, Ursula. <laughs> trying to see you, like read the situation. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, does Ursula t- ah does Ursula's tentacles have eyes? How did she find the box? We were actually talking about. Yeah, that. I believe that came they up when we were watching a, the episode. I don't think they have eyes. Not that I know of. Maybe they have a, a sixth sense, something like that. For the eight tentacles. Uh, but you know, I, I regardless, uh, you know, I, I think Emma being stressed out about it was a little weird. But I, I do, I am interested to see that backstory because I'm pretty sure we're going to. Yes. Uh, this season. Now, a lot of people are thinking, you know, probably just an awkward hookup or something. I'm thinking that Hook probably had a hand in turning whoever Ursula was before into the Sea Witch. Interesting. Like, I I, I have a feeling she might have been, like, maybe a, a, a female fellow pirate on board his ship, which I think we've seen in once. I, I know it was in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's Disney, so it counts. Um, but you know, <laughs> no, I could definitely. So they're bringing in Johnny Depp. I'm probably. okay with that. We can do that. Well, I mean, based on how his last movie did, probably. Uh, well, it did really bad. It looks really good, but it did really bad. What movie was that? I forget. They, it was kind of like the Pink Panther, but not. Um, oh, oh! With, did he with, need another house? Possibly. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, I I th- I, th- I definitely think that Hook uh, had something to do with uh, Ursula turning into the sea witch. Is, is that that's uh, not what I was thinking? Yeah, I was going to say. Did you just read it as sort of like maybe they had an awkward hookup in the past um, or something? I read it not as an awkward hookup. I read it that she broke his heart. I could see that because it's the way that she says Hook. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she Ursula. was. Tr- <laughs> she was triumphant in mm-hmm. whatever their arrangement was. She came out on top. But then again, if if he broke her heart, wouldn't she want to appear like she she was all no, together no. and cool? I'm and sorry, you're trying to decipher women. It's not working for you. <laughs> she won. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened there, she won. Whether mm-hmm. it was a battle or a love affair that I don't know when in the timeline it took place. You know what would be kind of cool is if she broke his heart and that was like the last thing, major thing that happened to him before he runs into Mila. See, that's what I was kind of thinking because that, he was all like, mm-hmm. like that yeah, guy. And I don't think we've got any stories set in between when uh, his uh, brother dies and he becomes a pirate. No, and, we don't have anything uh, he, from there. he meets up with Mila. So. Right. Um, <laughs> we need Johnny Depp. <laughs> um, Cumberbatch as Johnny Depp in Once Upon a Time. Cumberbatch it. Nice. Nice. When in doubt, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch okay, uh, so another big thing that happened in this episode. Super big thing. Big things. Uh, I guess we'll call it Bill or Well. Okay, see, they're calling it... Oh, gosh. I the shipping name for Bill and Will Scarlet. The shipping name is like... It's horrible. Whatever it is, it's horrible. Well, they'll they'll tell us again. Uh, Just keep talking Bell about Scarlet, it. Bell Scarlet. No, Bell Scarlet. No, it's not Bell um, Scarlet. It's I don't know. Hold on. Belil. Belil. Right now we've got other things. There's Captain Tentacles being thrown around. Okay, well you guys you guys work on the, what shipping, is the shipping name. Shipping we're we're going to talk about it. Yeah. First of all, great match. They totally work together with the weird accents I love and everything. Them. I love 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 uh-huh. big puffy hearts. Yeah, it, like it. It, it kind of it makes me sad because I just because I love Rumple so much that his, <laughs> his girls moved on, but at the same time, super pumped for this combination. A perfect match, perfect match, right? Scarlet Beauty. Oh yep. God, they've all like attacked Scarlet Beauty. <laughs> Scarlet I hate that. <laughs> it's too long. Yeah, it is too long. It's too long. It's two mm-hmm. separate words. Ships are supposed to be like. 
Barlet? Bar- uh, Barlet's crew. Well, that would make that would tie back into Lacey because she was kind of a Barlet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we need something better, though. But no, a great match. And something else they have in common besides each having non-American accents is that they're not American. <laughs> but is that if you remember last half season, Will was caught a couple times breaking into the library because he had an obsession with books and he was looking for books and he was particularly trying to find Alice in Wonderland, a tale he had an intimate relationship with in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. True story. So is this what drew them together? Their obsession with books was Will trying to suss something out in the library, and that's how him and Belle got involved. I I think what I'm thinking right now is that Will knows the author somehow, or at least knows of the potential or the power of the author. Uh Maybe it's his dad or something. Who knows? No, the author is not his dad. The author is Belle's mom. I'm going to go against Amy Peen uh, <laughs> and the rest of the gang, the wisdom in the chat room. <laughs> and I'm going to say I, I, I'm still thinking that the author is Will's dad, but we'll see. But I, I think that if nothing else, Will sometime in a time we haven't seen got an intimate understanding of how these books can affect his real world or mm-hmm. their real world and the world of uh, all of uh, the Once Upon a Time characters slash maybe get him back to Wonderland. So I'm thinking he's uh, he's hunting through the library to try and find a way back. But then again, at the same time, if he's trying to find a way back to Wonderland, that Why is implies, he's making out with Belle? Yeah, that implies Anna's still there and uh, Anna, Anna <laughs> the Red Queen. And uh, so, yeah, why is he making out with Belle? Does Belle know about her, and are they nah, kind of just like she's not that kind of person? But but I mean, like I I could I could see a situation where he's stranded there trying to get back and the ends fairy. up falling for Belle after right after she's fallen out of uh, out of this relationship with Rumple or something. What what was in the <laughs> chat room there? Bill, how could you from Amy P? Because <laughs> you just went against her. Oh, sorry, Amy. Uh, um, and the author says, Will may be my son. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but regardless, uh, poor Rumple. Like, I, I'm kind of wondering if no he's still... No, poor Rumple. He well, did it to himself. Regardless of He what... needed pushed over the line. I know. I know. But regardless <laughs> of what he did, you still had to feel for him. Like, seeing that. No. You no. still had to have some basic human empathy for the Dark One. None? Okay, think about the statement you just said. Basic human empathy for the Dark One. You can at least <laughs> understand that that would hurt him, right? I could see how that would hurt him. Hold on. Let us go back to the line because I write quotes. Um, but my well, my, my main point. Betray is, the people you love. No going back. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I know. I'm just saying no. you can understand how this, this would hurt him. And so it makes me wonder, though, is he going – is he seeing what he's seeing there in front of him? And is he going to continue on with his plan, his plan to get his happy ending and everything? Or is he just – or is he going to continue on with his plan, find a new happy ending or is he just gonna let bell move on with the knave and call it a day what could his happy ending be at this point i don't know he has nothing left bringing bay back to life or something or so let's see the people who did him the most wrong mm-hmm. so he has to cut his own hands um i guess i guess in a certain way uh you could probably say that bell did him the most wrong for pushing him over that or no no no, no not. not him if you're gonna bring oh, meal oh, to back bring to bay life back. to bring bay back yeah i guess that's true uh so who, who did the most wrong to bay overall <laughs> maybe huh? <laughs> yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Dated your mom, stole your girlfriend. You know. But but no, I, I'm definitely interested to see how Rumple, what Rumple does from here, though, and see if he continues on with his plan Ooh, unaltered. 
Book Thief. Book Thief? Maybe. Book Thief what? The ship name. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. I can see that. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Sorry. I need to not read the chat room sometimes. Um, okay. Way to go, Geppetto. Completely out of left field is my entire statement. Regina had no right to talk to that young ginger that way. No one should have talked to him that way. So I really liked how Geppetto stood up to Regina. Mm-hmm. And I love, love, loved when he said, you're on an ill-fated quest. Or basically caught her in and said, you're mm-hmm. wasting your time. Well, like I was – Stop. I was thinking about that, what he was saying, just in terms of karma. Like I, I don't think she's balanced those scales yet from being the evil queen. So Mm-mm. yeah, she, like I, I can completely get where he's coming from. No, she doesn't quite deserve the happy ending yet. No. She, she's only been good for a couple episodes. Yeah. In, in a, all reality, like true good. And she like, – like we said earlier, she's riding that line. <laughs> could go either way. She could go either way. Um, But I love that he kept all of August stuff. Not that that's a surprise. But he knew that they were all looking for it, like not just mm-hmm. Regina. I can understand him not wanting to give it to Regina. Uh-huh. But everyone else in the town has been trying to figure out who the author is and you knew you had all this stuff that he mm-hmm. – you know, he should have – I don't know. He should have given it to somebody. Geppetto's but a simple carpenter, Pinocchio. Okay. Um, he doesn't care about entry. Okay, so he the cares picture, about woodworking. The picture of the door. Talk to him about types of wood. Like in a door, for example. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody save me. Um, <laughs> why does the author be, have to be behind a door? And I'm only going to say this once, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get into it because we know nothing that can come from it at this point. Is it in the hat? It could be in the hat. That that definitely looked like a, a hat door. It looked like a hat door. And I, I mean, we've been seeing doors used elsewhere as kind of dimensional portals too, right. like uh, with uh, what's her face, uh, Glenda. The uh, Good Witch of the North in the Oz art. Yes, and then, like her back. Please. And then again, last uh, last yes. half season, the Apprentice sends uh, the Ice Queen or the Snow Queen out to our world through a door, and then Elsa and Anna and everyone go back through a door like that. Sorry, catching. Oh, wrong goes No, I was waiting for you. Okay, I was reading. Sorry, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. So that was it. <laughs> that was it. Okay. <laughs> my last one there's a well, lot going well, if on it's a, a, if it's the door going to another land what land do you think it would be i guess it depends on where the author's from mm-hmm. where do you think it's going like do you think the author's from mist haven i don't necessarily count that like i w- i wish we had a screen grab of the door because that that would be a nice to kind of look at and reference mm-hmm. unfortunately i don't think we have one let me let me uh look here and see if i can find one real quick this is called let us google stuff <laughs> Let us give Uno Memento. Oh, yes, it would help if I put Once Upon a Time in my search. Yeah, I don't think we're going to dig up a picture of the door, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what shall become of it, but I guess it's time for our arbitrary scaling. I actually just almost started singing Look at this Joker, just so you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so let's see. Out of uh, eight board tentacles, how many board tentacles would you give this episode? <laughs> um... I'm going to give it such a low scale. Seven board tentacles. Why? Because so many good things. I'm kind of interested. A lot is set up. A lot is destroyed. A lot is recreated. Mm -hmm. I want to know who that baby rattle belongs to. Um, I want to know who the baby daddy is, so it, it should be good. It should be good. Okay, and as for me, I'm going to give it. Eh, I'm, I'm going to give it like five and a half board tentacles. Five so and like, a half. That's really low. So, so like five board tentacles and like a side order of calamari or something like that. A side order of calamari, really? Yeah. Well, just okay. because it wasn't the most exciting episode ever, but it felt so much like old once, and it felt like they were setting everything up to kind of play out over the rest of the season that I, I felt 
I, I, I really enjoyed it. It just was, it it didn't light me on fire quite like right. last week's episode did, but I really liked it all the same. Interesting. Oh, any any uh, some, there's some thoughts. Okay, <laughs> Bobby Hawk says bring back the doors. Uh, Jay says plot twist. Henry is the author. Dun, the dun, author dun, dun, says dun. he's from Georgia. Um, <laughs> the author is from our world. The dragon is the author. Well, there. It's a lot closer this week. Three or four tentacles, seven tentacles, five tentacles, seven tentacles, six, five, five fried tentacles, five for Geppetto. All right, people. <laughs> we're frying the tentacles. Five alive. No, I actually like three the- for three was lost for Scarlet Beauty. Uh-huh. I, I do like the idea of the author being from our world, not like the real world where Storybrooke is, but like our, our world, world, like we could walk out the door and meet the author. Maybe I'm the author. That was Robin Hood face. Maybe. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, usually we have something here to break it up, but we don't. So now, on, on to the, the news. News. First up is the ratings. Uh, opening uh, ABC's Night Once Upon a Time got 6.6 million and a 2.1 share, which is down a uh, tenth from last week. But That's not bad. Yeah, not at all. It not, definitely not the most dramatic drop we've ever well, seen. And their drops are usually – because wasn't last week up, like way up? Mm-hmm. So that's a really good – Oh, yeah. Minimal drop. Last week, was, I, I think it almost matched uh, coming back from the hiatus last year. Yeah. So good things, good things. Now, if you didn't know, uh, since we don't have to do ads anymore, we can actually play the promos on the podcast. I don't know how loud this is, but we'll also talk over it and make fun of it and stuff, too. But here we go. You don't have For the thing. You don't have the thing. Enter the Dragon. It's fun. Okay. The rumors are true. The rumors are true. The rumors. I really like Maleficent's new... Uh, real world outfit. So and since it, I had no idea who the actress was, I didn't know who the blonde was. I was confused. <laughs> nice. And it looks like Regina's in with them. But I don't think she looks evil. Except for right there when she right. was in the evil queen costume. Yeah, but that was old. That was flashback. It also looked like there was some more rumple stuff in the flashback. Those were too. old. So. That was old flashback. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, old flashback for sure. For oh, sure. Yeah. But well, I guess flashback would be old, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, but no, it definitely looks like a very interesting episode. I, I'm very curious to see how it goes. And, uh, you know, the title, Enter the Dragon, makes me think of a certain... It is. It, well, didn't they confirm he was coming back? I don't know if they confirmed that the dragon that we saw Tamara take out uh, was coming I back. still am mad about but that. But they did mention the... They did reference the episode that happened in this week's yes, episode. Yes, they did. With a... Uh, you went to blah, 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 wherever it was. Yeah, I always, I'm always afraid I'm going to mispronounce that name. So I never say... But you were riding a motorcycle and all that stuff. But it should be interesting to see. Uh, one other bit of news here. Uh, once got nominated, if you, if you don't remember or I weren't aware, they're still doing the Nickelodeon Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards. Crazy! And Once Upon a Time got nominated nominated uh, for a couple of awards here uh, they got nominated for favorite family tv show now they're up against gotham so if you let both like not that gotham, i see that being a family show but yeah exactly so if you like gotham and once upon a time i know we do podcasts about both of them go ahead and vote for once upon a time because it's more family more friendly family anyway. friendly and then uh jennifer morrison also got nominated uh for favorite tv actress so you can go ahead if you want to and vote for these by going to nick.com slash kids dash choice dash awards slash vote and uh go from there and uh they'll help you vote and we'll also have that link in the show notes at greetings from storybrook.com for episode what is this episode 114 
113. No, it's 114. I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> it happens. Okay, uh, now uh, time for some listener feedback. As always, when you get... Okay, some listener feedback. A lot of listener feedback. A lot feedback. of listener feedback. Which, by the way, uh, the return of our blog post with the excess listener feedback, we couldn't fit it in the episode, returns this week. It's up on the uh, website at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Oh. But at the end of the episode, when you get done watching uh, next week, Enter the Dragon, we need you to, uh, I don't know, I guess just very calmly walk down the hallway to your computer, sit down very gingerly, email us greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, tweet us at gfstorybrook, facebook.com uh, slash greetingsfromstorybrook is the Facebook, and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And when you're done with that, we want you to cast the blood curse. <laughs> okay. I just want to point out that this episode was actually directed by um, Adam Horowitz. He's not normally oh, the director. He directed this one, which might be part of why, like, I don't know, he has a good visual mm-hmm. like so very you know, cool very cool okay share. well as usual yeah, yeah, yeah. we love the voicemails most of all and the first one is from other Anne marie take it away other Anne marie hi bill and Anne marie this is other Anne marie calling hi. in for greetings from storybrooke i just finished episode 14 once is really feeling very familiar again it feels like the show i fell in love with in season one and i'm really happy with it so here are some of my thoughts for this episode if August was able to manipulate the book, why would Henry not be able to do the same? I, I think you may have mentioned it last episode. I think there's DRM in the book. <laughs> but I would really love to see Henry try, especially because he tried to recreate the book in season one when he lost it. Mm-hmm. Also, is it just me or are the heroes always very easily persuaded by the villains? I mean, the Spice Girls of Evil come by the castle, tell a story, and Snow and Charming believe it at face value. Oh, sure, guys. That sounds like a great idea. My name's Charming. It really feels like this is happening a lot. Like, they don't even double check anything. Okay, no internet. I get it. But still. <laughs> so much for dead is dead. I mean, they just brought Maleficent back. Mm-hmm. And how the heck did she get pregnant? Backstory, backstory, <laughs> really want to hear it. Last thing I want to say is... Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a reality show on TLC? How did Maleficent get pregnant? Or, oh my gosh, Maleficent's <gasps> pregnant or something? Ah, Maleficent's pregnant! <laughs> Do not touch the knave. I mean, the knave belongs to Anna, and we need to hear a story. I know we're supposed to hear about it, but really, come on. Really, really, really want to hear it. Okay, so out of 15 piles of Maleficent ashes, I will give this one 13 piles of ashes. It was a solid episode. I'm really happy about it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. Bye. Thank you, other Anne-Marie. And I, I really liked your scale. It was way darker than mine. I'm kind of jealous. Okay, uh, next up is Lady J. Take it away, Lady J. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who has the queerest tale of all? <laughs> hey, guys, it's Lady J. And uh, hey. I just want to say tonight's episode, while not being too spectacular, other than they could probably compete with Dragon Ball Z for the amount of filler, um, I'd have to say, wow, Ursula, that is a really long tentacle. And how many times has that been a stinky start for a hentai? Man, I'm just telling you, I've seen some of those tentacle moves before. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. No, I mean, it was probably, I mean, nothing too spectacular. Oh, wait. <laughs> Regina talks about apology. I did enjoy that. And uh-huh. the fact that Henry was sitting behind the desk like his mom. Yeah. <sighs> it was wonderful. But that's all for now. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, thank you very thank much, you. Lady J. Okay, uh, next up is Patty. Take it away, Patty. Hey, Bill. Hey, Anne-Marie. Well, this episode was great for all Jeff Pedos and Braytac fans. I absolutely love Tony's performance. He was the best one. I think my favorite part of the episode ever, Geppetto 
just nailing Regina and having a backbone and standing up for himself. That was awesome. I enjoyed that. I want them to do that more. Like I just want, let's face it, I just want to see Tony more because he was awesome as Break Tech in Stargate. And then goes for the, the, the sad part of the episode, at least for me, since I'm a Rumbeller, seeing <laughs> Belle kiss Will Scarlet. And what's very awkward, because I did not see it coming, I did hear the spoilers, but I didn't think it was this soon. <laughs> Which brings up a whole mess of questions. One, did they get, did they get divorced? Or, because as far as I know, they were just separated. Two, are you? Are we sure that Belle and Will Scarlet not each? Yeah, that's a good point. Is Belle a polygamist now? <laughs> Is she a sister wife? Or <laughs> She's like, not or, a sister wife. Well, okay, they I would guess, be husband brothers. Yes, husband brothers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us? So this rebound that this isn't like a serious relationship that they're just using each other, kind of emotionally used kind of thing. Either way, no matter what it is, even if they do end up together, which is fine since it's always Adam and Eddie's idea, it's not going to stop me from chipping Rumbel. And I think that's the best advice I can give to any Rumbellers out there to just wait to see what happens. And no matter what, this is still a great show. There are still aspects of this show, even if Rumbel and Bell are not together, that I could enjoy. Like Geppetto. I want him to see, I seriously want to see him say, Safakri in front of Regina with the staff weapons. That would be the best part. Random, yes, but I would still enjoy that. <laughs> but I guess the reason is, is because I've always had advice for people whose ships never worked out, and the best thing I could always tell them is don't give up hope and just keep chipping. Even if it doesn't come out in the regular show. There's always fan fiction and stuff. So I think that's the best advice I could give. Be the ship you want to see in the world. <laughs> and that was it shocking? Yes. Did my heart break a little? Yes. But in the end of the day, that's the best we can do. Most likely you'll be cutting this message, which is fine. I'm not the best public speaker. But I'd like to hear your thoughts and hopefully... You guys are. We didn't we cut your cut. message, Patty. What are you talking about? Thank you very much, Patty. Uh, you, next Patty. up is Hope. Take it away, Hope. Hey, Dylan and Marie. It's Hope. So, um, the episode was on par with last week's episode, which is good. So, they're still staying kind of constant. Um, I definitely had a ton of August feels. I never really talked about August that much before because by the time I started podcasting with you guys, it was way past August time. <laughs> but August was one of my favorite characters in season one, so I'm so happy they're bringing back all this mythology. And it's nice to see the minor characters starting to play a role. It was great seeing Geppetto back. I really didn't care about the Snow and Charming storyline. I was just another boring Snow and Charming storyline, and apparently everyone's allergic to the truth in this town. But really, <laughs> I'm freaking out because, because of Scarlet Beauty and Will and Dad are finally together. And I knew that they were coming, and it finally happened, and I'm freaking out. Like, I had to come outside and record this voicemail, because I'm freaking out. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for them. I hope, I hope so badly that Will makes so Should we call her help? more than Rumps made her cry, because Rumps is a loser, and I hate him. I hope Scarlet's beautiful, but now I'm also confused, because where's Anastasia? What happened to Will being the king of Wonderland? He's the white king of Wonderland, versus his wife. I'm freaking out. Okay, can't wait to hear you guys. Hopefully, I'll catch the end of your episode. <laughs> I'm feeling so many weird feelings. I'm feeling so many weird feelings. Amazing. Thank you, Hope, for that. I needed 
Thank you, Hope. And uh, <laughs> what, 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 you know what? Let's, Fan let's, girl mode activated. <laughs> let's bring the tone down. Must we? And uh, wrap up the voicemails with uh, Michael. Take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Michael. Um, interesting episode. I really like that we're back to the formula of clear-cut villains in Storybrooke instead of traveling to other lands. Uh, I guess the Frozen arc was the same thing, but it didn't really feel as much like Storybrooke as this did. And these villains really feel like villains, uh, not merely you know good people who have some misguided goal like the Snow Queen. Uh, we'll see, though. I'm sure they have their reasons once we learn their history, which is a good thing, actually. I'm more interested in that than in snow and david's past which i don't really feel like it needs any more development at this point um the amount of actual storytelling in this episode wasn't a lot i kind of feel like it could have been compressed into half an episode the rest you know was just tantalizing us in order to save the big revelation for the very end that's kind of a uh, i feel like that's a writing flaw a lot of shows have but once has it a lot more than usual at least they didn't wait three or four episodes to tell the other characters the big secret yeah they're they're i i forget where i read it but so i i read somewhere saying that 90 percent of the problems in most tv shows could be solved if all the characters just sat down for 10 minutes and talked yeah <laughs> But at the same time, you kind of need these episodes to kind of glue together the bigger ones and the more, like, flashbangy kind of ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, although the secret itself feels somewhat baffling, since it potentially contradicts what we've seen about Snow in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw her heart in season two, and it had one tiny black spot on it. And so if she's really responsible for the death of a child, you know, that's a pretty huge deal. Uh, there's nothing morally wrong with killing a child. Go on, Michael. Uh, I would think we would have seen more than one black spot there. So they potentially contradicted themselves there, uh, potentially because we don't really know exactly how she's responsible. It depends on the circumstance. If it's one of those huge misunderstanding things where she feels responsible for doing something small, like telling a secret that got the stable boy killed, um, you know, you could argue that she doesn't really bear the moral weight for that. But I kind of have a feeling that that's not where we're going this season. Uh, finally, two things about Belle and the Knave. Um, did I miss a scene earlier in the episode, or was that supposed to be a big revelation to us as well as to Rumple? It didn't really feel like something we were supposed to be discovering at the same time as him, yet I was completely confused by it. They didn't set it up at all. They didn't show them having any chemistry. So are we supposed to just accept it? They actually did set it up. They set it up in the first scene in in the coffees, at Granny's. The two coffees. Because he grabbed two coffees. So it wasn't a big setup. His regular. Yeah. His regular. Yeah. So uh, you, you knew that he had someone he was going to. but mm-hmm. uh, So a little bit of a setup. I'm sure we're, we'll get a little bit more fleshed out what exactly happened mm-hmm. uh, a little later I bet if we go back... And watch the scene in the shop. I bet she has a coffee cup. Could be. Could very well be. Sometimes they're good at that. We shouldn't do it right now that we're hosting a podcast. This is true. Uh, Weird. I don't know. Um, Secondly, I guess this is a confirmation that Anastasia is pretty much dead. Probably. Uh, Sad because their story was probably the most satisfying part of Once in Wonderland. (laughs) Well, I guess uh, we'll find out eventually. And I can't wait to hear what you all think about the episode. Uh, Take care. Bye. Yeah, thank you very much, Michael. And uh, I, th- I think we yep. made our feelings pretty clear. Yep, all of our feels are pretty clear. So you want to go ahead and read this uh, first letter from sure. Ash? Okay. Hey, Anne and Bill, last week was like White Rabbit Day. 
LOL. Anything, anything here goes. Oh, wait. Anyways, here goes because reading is apparently not my specialty <laughs> tonight. Okay. For someone, for some just interesting things I caught, um, the crests and the guards at the bridge were a Nordic Celtic symbol that looks like a triangle. That's also Thor's hammer in the Marvel movies. Oh, nice. Um, but it, Thor! Um, but it also <laughs> symbolizes fitting the number three. The tree of wisdom is also from various mythological and other kinds of stories from all over. And fittingly, there's one with the snake and in most artist images, an apple, hmm, Maleficent and snow. Ah, um, to fit with the imagery metaphor uh, to a T. And seriously, charming snow hook, etc. Insert gif of Jeannie telling, saying, "Tell her the truth from Aladdin." <laughs> here, um, this is going to come back and bite people in the tail. And oh my gosh, charming's what? Even why? Um, charming's, 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 charming's. Um, <laughs> Belle will no, just no. Okay, see, Ash, this is where we're all going to fight. Um, it's just some, <laughs> someone using an illusion or Cruella did a green bad breath thing or something. They're trying to mess with Rumble's head as payback. Anyway, you know what I mean? And who's – wait. And who's the mouse baby daddy is the unicorn? <laughs> is sometimes, the unicorn? Ash. Wow. Sometimes. <laughs> um, is is he a prince in disguise or something? Just holy shades of gray in between the thin line, between the light side and the dark side tonight. Two sides of a coin. And I think I know why Ursula's hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Dun, 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 dun. It's a reference. Uh, Going to give this one six and a half baby specter rattles out of 10 cheer and hugs ash uh, oh ash we love you ash we love you ash <laughs> okay uh, next up next up is a fairly new newbie uh ann and says hi bill and amory uh this is the first time i've run to my computer to give you my initial unfiltered thoughts on the newest episode well it is 3:58 a.m and i am furious so prepare for rambling First of all, I don't think I've ever hated anything more than seeing Will with Belle. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. A few episodes ago, he was still heartbroken over Anastasia, and Belle pushed Rumpel over the line just six weeks ago. I'm all for moving on, but not that fast. Aside from that, I just don't see how these two could ever end up together. I admit I'm biased since the Knave is one of my favorites, and Belle is the only character I flat out hate. (gasps) I'm sorry, I know people... uh... (laughs) A lot of people like her, but I just find her very, very annoying. That's because they don't give her anything but to work with. This season, she has been a little, just because... They she, don't give her anything yeah. to do. That's well, changing. That's changing. But even without that, I don't see it. Nope. I didn't see the twist about Maleficent being pregnant coming. I appreciated that at first, but I guess uh, now we know where the rest of the arc is heading. Uh, Lily is the lost daughter, and they'll be reunited in episode 420, Mother. Surprise, 420. Okay, uh, deep... <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it there. Um, okay, deep breaths. I'm really sorry, guys. I just had oh, to no. get that off my chest. Of course, they, there were good elements in the episode. I love Cruella's sass, mm-hmm. like seeing Pinocchio again, and Emma opening herself up more to Hook. I'm also sure when I've calmed down, I th- I'll think of more positive <laughs> things to say. But right now, I'm just going to go to sleep and pretend the Will Bell kiss was a nightmare of rumples. <gasps> Fingers crossed. Have a good night, Anne. Oh. So interesting Ooh. Interesting that most of our chat room seems to be on, one on board side. with a Scarlet Reader 
Scarlet Beauty or whatever. <laughs> and all of her feedback's like, no, why did they do that? But uh, we had some quick bits here. Uh, <laughs> okay, to end up with some tweets. Some tweets. Okay, uh, first up uh, from Anthony Hooper, Hoop at Ho- Hoops900. Uh, tonight's episode was amazing. OMG, I can't even breathe. Um, Amy, um, Amy P at Amy1102. I'm curious to see where this whole Nave Bell thing will go, but I question where is Anastasia. And uh, then Eric Hansen at Dark Fury MN said, it'll be nice if one of the Charmings lived up to their family name. Uh, loving some of these lines yeah a lot of snark this episode for sure so much snark okay uh so next week when you get done watching uh enter the dragon we need you to walk very calmly very gingerly uh very safely down your hallway sit down at your computer turn it on make sure you're grounded before you hit the power button so you don't get a shock (laughs) email us greetings from storybrook at (laughs) gmail.com tweet us at gf storybrook facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook and leave us a voicemail number 424 or leave us a voicemail at this number 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 and when you're done sending us your feedback kill a child 420 bill captain hookah (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I was trying to come up with a shift name. They, they, there's no shift there's name no there. There's no shift name. No good can come at that. No good can come okay. at that. You, anything Is it else? wrong? Hold on. Before we go, the keep hearing it's Enter the Dragon. All I can think is that song, Unleash the Dragon, from like Cisco <laughs> from like 1999. Well, I think that was a reference to the Bruce Lee movie, Enter the Dragon, which is where they got the name of the episode. So yeah, makes total sense. Okay, because I keep singing Cisco, and that's just wrong. Okay, anything else here from the chat? Oh, there's you couldn't even, you could do like four episodes episodes on what's in the chat you guys room. need to start hopping if you're in the not chat room. maybe joining we start us putting the chat room here in the video like because the chat room is just a lot of fun i just need to figure out how to get yeah it but there. we'll be reading the chat room instead of doing the episode i had to like be out of it mm-hmm. most of the time yeah yeah i find that's usually best to stay keep the concentration and everything okay so uh join <laughs> us next week uh where what? can people find you online, <laughs> Sorry, I threw you up. I'm on Twitter at AMD Simone, and I also write a bunch of recipes and crafts and reviews, and I'm going to be having some giveaways on my blog, crunchycrafty.com. And as for me, you can find me, find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can find my books that I write. They're superhero adventure books about a superhero, a 14-year-old superhero named Dogboy who fights a multidimensional theater professor at dogboyadventures.com. <laughs> and you can uh, f- you can follow our other podcast, Legends of Gotham, where we talk the Fox show Gotham, although it's on hiatus. It's- so we're on not talking for it right like five weeks at legendsofgotham.com and our new show universe box that we built for you we at universebox.com our storytellers <laughs> yes uh, if you didn't know uh yeah uh, oh yeah the reddit is reddit.com slash r slash universe box where we want all of our storytellers all of our listeners all of our to fans go all of our people talk to each other hi jasmine There'll be a lot of good times lots and lots of good times hi jasmine uh, i think she just joined in There's okay so, many so uh into until uh next join us next time for it, no. It, no. What's the ending? Um, <laughs> until the greetings from Storybrooke. Greetings from Storybrooke. <laughs> oh, let's say it together one time. One, greetings two. from Story. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> greetings from Storybrooke. <laughs> Amazing. We've only been doing this show for two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs>